0: Hi, I'm Jamie Winkert. Hi, I'm Dick Johnson. Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. You're listening to the V8 V8 Insiders.
1: Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now, here's your host, Craig Ravel.
2: The international events formats is announced. Kelly Brothers send out an Easter warning.
3: Stop, get out, stretch stretch your legs, and enjoy the trip. And the mayor of
2: Auckland gets the ride of his life down Main Street. Never seen my city that way. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders.
1: This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes.
4: Hi, this is Will Davison from the Pepsi Max crew for performance racing and you are listening to the V8 Insiders.
2: Here is the news brought to you by No Brack Carbon Fibre Products. Austin and Pukekohe's race formats have been announced. Teams will not have to take any refuelling equipment with them as they'll be doing four 100-kilometre races. The plan will see two races on Saturday and two on Sunday. V8 Supercars confident that the fans will like to see the pseudo sprint formats. The races will have individual qualifying sessions on Friday of 15 minutes each. Originally, V8 supercars planned to have 30-minute sessions, but these have been reduced to hopefully provide more frantic action as the teams try to put their fastest laps in the heavy traffic. Kelly Brothers have warned Australians to play it safe on the roads this Easter. Rick Kelly thinks you need to plan your trip allowing plenty of time to get there.
3: Yeah, it's very important with the planning to make sure you've got enough time. I mean, we're all excited about Easter. We all want to get away, but plan it properly. Make sure you've got a little bit of a buffer between when you need to get there so that you can rest along the way, stop, get out, stretch, stretch your legs and enjoy the trip.
2: The V8 champion says driving on public roads are actually more taxing than when you're on the racetrack.
3: Well, being a race car driver, we're very fortunate in the environment we race in. It's very controlled. We've got officials everywhere to assist, it, assist us if there's an emergency. On the um, open road, it's not like that. There's so many more risks, and we treat that even more serious than when we're in the race car. You need to be aware the whole time. Anything can jump out in front of you. I mean, particularly out on the country roads, there's animals and, and um, you know, farm machinery. There's so many other variables out there that do I- increase the risk. So just take a little bit more care this uh, Easter break.
2: Todd Kelly thinks people driving on long trips don't really take the precautions they should.
3: Yeah, you need to take it seriously. I always look at a big trip like Melbourne to Mildura that we do every Easter, like a race event. You need to make sure you're very well rested before you embark on a trip like that. Eat well, and even if you get halfway through the trip, don't be afraid to share the driving and pull over for a good break.
2: The Bathurst winner also says that people need to be prepared to share the driving.
3: Swapping drivers is always a good uh, reason to pull over, grab a coffee, grab a a bite to eat, healthy food, obviously, and uh, and share the driving around for sure.
2: The first V8 supercar has arrived in Austin, Texas, in the form of the prototype car of the future, which has now been rebadged as a Chevy. The car will be used to show the Aussie technology that will be on the circuit of America's in May. And there is speculation that GM might request the Holden factory team to also badge their cars as Chevys for the event. V8 Supercar champion Jamie Wincup has taken the Auckland mayor Len Brown for a spin ahead of the 400. A good crowd lined the streets to see the Red Bull Holden, which was actually Casey Stoner's Dunlop Series car, make its way to the docks to promote the New Zealand round of the championship. Fiat supercars are still looking for ways to reduce the costs of competing as teams continue to struggle with the implementation of the new cars. They have already reduced the number of test days allowed and could be reducing the number of tyres issued to teams at the 60-60 Super Sprint rounds of the championship. Tony Dalberto talked to the Fiat Insiders about the costs and how his team is managing.
0: Yeah, I mean it's no secret that it's been a massive expense to even get on the grid this year. And uh, although we've got some, you know, really cool partners with Highflex, Ferd and, and Visa, you know, they are our major sponsors. But um, you know, we still need to find a little bit more in the budget. Um, I don't think there'd be a team up and down pit lane that wouldn't say the same thing. Um, it's been a it's been a massive effort trying to get here and trying to get enough money to do it.
2: Fiat Supercars have announced that software giant Microsoft will be the sponsors of the Tassie round. The deal will see the event branded as the Microsoft Office 365 and is the first race to feature the 60-60 Super Sprint format with the newly named half-time break between the sprint races. On this week's Y-Flag Lap, we hear from Fiat Supercars' newest main game winner, Scott McLaughlin.
4: You know, I feel like I've been driving the best I ever have.
2: And finally, the latest edition of V8X Magazine is now on sale. You can find it in stores or online through the Mag Store for the iPod Edition. And that's the news for NoBRAC carbon fibre products. Check out the entire range today at www.noBRAC.com.au. That's N O B R A C.
1: News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 supercars showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage, out now. Hi, I'm Craig Lance. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
2: Welcome back to the VN Insiders. Joining us this week from Auto Facts and Race Facts, it's Tony Whitlock. Good evening, Tony. Good
0: evening to
2: you. And from Auto Action, the national editor in Gary O'Brien. Good evening, Gary.
0: Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Tony. Hello, Gary?
2: We've had uh, an interesting week in a bit. They've confirmed the formats for the international races. Tassie's got Microsoft on board and... uh, well, we're seeing Erebus stepping out into a lot of other, a lot of other areas of motorsport as well. Whilst uh, we also hear the news that the Chevys could be on the racetrack in Austin. Tony, there's a lot of news this week for an off week. Yeah, I'm not thinking
5: he was off at all. I mean, it's just another another one of the starting uh, moments of this year. Yeah, good diverse range of topics you've chosen there. Um, <laughs> And I think there's some fascinating developments. They need to be some fascinating developments because uh, there is a fair amount of gloom and doom
2: around V8 Supercar Paddock. That's the truth. And, Gary, one of the things that I'm most concerned about is are they now making the sport too hard for the casual observer to grasp what's going on? We're seeing more and more different race formats. We're having... 15-minute qualifying sessions for a 100-kilometre race. Is this going to be all too much? And the person who just wants to sit down and watch racing is going to go, yeah, I know I saw this guy win three races, but he's not winning the championship because he hasn't got enough points. Is Are we going to get to the point now where people are just going to go, I'm not even going to bother watch because I don't understand it.
0: So um, in the, the international races will probably be easier for the casual observer to follow because there won't be any pit stops. People can just get on with their racing and they'll know where they are on track.
2: Tony, what about you?
0: I, I thought there were going to be no pit
5: stops for fuel, but there would be for tyres still.
0: Oh, yeah, you could be right there. But um, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. just going to be easier. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think there, there,
5: it is an easier format rather than the 60, 60 and the pointless race. Um, in Tassie on on, um, Saturday Um, I'm told by uh, a director that uh, they needed to do this to make it easier it's the same as 2020 cricket sort of thing you know this generation loves things to be in a compact format oh right okay yeah Um, my own view is I don't like getting out of bed for less than 200k and um, I think that pit stops enhance the races. Um, Yes, okay. we don't want to be carrying fuel tunes around or or fuel uh, tanks around. Um, But, uh, you know, give it a try. I mean, you know, uh, I thought last year at Queensland it was a pretty uh, sour experience that uh, attempted a a race with a split in the middle. It's actually been called half-time. Have you seen that in the rigs? (laughs) 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 Half-time!
2: It's... It's just one of those things that is a person going to understand that this 100k race goes for these points and, you know, are they going to be able to comprehend of it or have they given up and they're just saying, we'll crown a champion at the end, you just watch on the weekend and we might let you know what's going on.
0: Well, I, I tend to think that people don't really care, you know, how it all pans out, point uh, weeks point to point i think they're just interested in the racing and uh, who wins on the end at the end of the day
2: well then the question is tony is going out there and just racing going to make better racing um
5: well, uh, i suppose so i mean um, you know it, it, you could say that it's, it's a pretty sure thing that the uh, the new car uh, the con the car of now um is uh going to mix things up a bit and make it easier uh maybe not easier but certainly uh change the environment change it where there will be more different brands near the front um yeah i mean i i'd like to you know see us just get back to some straight racing um you know we have a number of you know truly great uh events such as adelaide and uh, um, and Queensland, uh, as in Gold Coast, and obviously uh, the uh, Bathurst race. And they're all known what's going to happen there. It's just constantly mixing up that I sort
2: of do find a bit painful. Mm. Of course, Gary, we're, we're seeing that teams are, are constantly saying we need to make it cheaper. So, well, don't take fuel cells don't or churns or you know, whatever you call the fuel towers. That'll save some money. We hear that they... Could limit tyres even further. They've cut down on practice days. Once well, again, think... does, that, does that make better racing?
0: Well, I think less tyres. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know about tyres. I think you just you're just putting another factor in there that's just going to make it difficult to, to get full speed out of these cars. People have to conserve when you, when racing is about winning and running as hard as you can. And it seems a bit, a bit silly to be making people stop racing to in fact
2: get to the finish line. Hmm. Tony, yeah. it, what's the yeah. point of having these tyres if you can't use them though?
0: Yeah, well,
5: um, it's a little like looking at the uh, Grand Prix last weekend in Malaysia, and you know, for all of them throwing things up with different uh, softer, softer and harder tyres, all those things, I mean, damn near everybody had you know four stops and they all came in about the same time and you know, the faster cars are at the front and so there wasn't a big mix up in it all I mean, there's a lot, a lot of trouble has been gone through to try and make the racing difference, but I don't think it is to a large degree um, you know, I mean we all know a hell of a lot of money's been spent on these new cars you know, the, the upside is, of course, we've got two new brands in there um, and it'll take a while, one brand obviously is much closer than the other and, and that's a good thing because it would appear that you know, Nissan has committed you
2: know, major amounts of money to succeed in the category. So, you know, it could be they'll be rewarded sooner. Mm. Of course, Gary, I, I facetiously said uh, to you in, by email, or to you both by email, that uh, four heat races and no feature, is that going to warm to the American crowds? Obviously, we know the New Zealanders, they're used to the sprint racing. They've got used to it, particularly warm to it with the uh, New Zealand Super tourists. But are the Americans want to, going to want to have four heat races and then not have a feature to crown the winner?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. One, I don't think we can really answer because, A, we're not American. Um, and, when B, the, the Americans are used to having longer races, i.e. in NASCAR. You know, you're talking like a two- to three-hour event. So well, that's interesting to say. I think the whole concept of V8 supercars in America has got to be something you've got to grab first before you worry about whether it's uh, distance races, short races, or no main race, or, or a main race. Tony? Yeah, look,
5: you know, I, mean, I, I think the thing that they will enjoy is the fact that the racing's as close as it is. Um, it would appear to be a track that uh, will uh, excite people seeing these cars on them. Um, making it a shorter track makes it a short... You know, the cars coming round more often is a good idea. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, look, I think it should work. It should work. I mean, okay, we don't have a main race, but they get to see a couple of starts a day. And for that reason, you know, I think Americans don't get enough standing starts, and uh, they are pretty spectacular when
2: they work well. Mm -hmm. I guess when you can go four wide into the first corner, it's uh, going to also allow the chaos to potentially reign.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Gary? Yeah, I'm I'm sort of... um... It's interesting with these new new cars, and we've seen it at the Clipsal. is that they're a little bit more fragile than the old cars. So I tend to think that they don't like to be bouncing off each other as much as they did in the past.
2: And that's the big thing. The new car, Tony, had had so many years of development to make them bulletproof. I know that you, you keep a lot of statistics, and mechanical failures in the last four years of the uh, of the old car were quite rare oh they
5: were and the other thing quite apart from the the mechanical strength of the cars was also the finger problems went away and the finger problems went away because a you were having people who weren't experienced enough and b they may have been too tired so there's better people working on the cars now not just a better standard of people, but they're able to work longer hours because they're not having to work as long hours they're able to do the job more efficiently and better than they used to. So you weren't seeing all those things that, you know, were the result of people being tired or not being properly trained. So but, the, overall, the overall package is far better, you know, from that perspective.
2: But, um, you, yeah. Sorry, but this year that all goes out the window because these guys have been run ragged getting these cars ready. So you do expect those me- mechanical phase and you expect mistakes to also occur in the well, preparation of the car.
5: Good thing there's an Easter break in here. You know, the Queensland team's getting the time off because the trucks leave on Saturday uh, and they go on the boat on Monday. And uh, I would think the Victorian team should get some time off because they're going to need it between uh, when they fly to Tassie to when they get back from New Zealand. They're not going to be seeing their homes and there's going to be some long hours in there because there will be cars damaged. Mm. You know, we know in Tasmania that uh, Turn 3 is at Turn 4. the hairpin you know when, when a number of cars these cars get there and you're very right the back end of these cars in particular is fragile in comparison
2: to the old ones we need to take a break here on the van insiders we'll be back with plenty more when we return you've taken the v8 to the races
1: you watch the action on tv now read about them in v8x magazine v8x magazine dedicated to just one thing V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8
3: Supercar coverage. Hi, I'm Alexandre Prema from the Fujitsu JRM team and you are listening to the V8 Insider.
2: Welcome back to the VN Insiders, Gary O'Brien and Tony Whitlock, Jamie Craig Revell. And guys, we were mentioning about the teams getting down to Tasmania. Gary, the Super Sprint format is about to be tested out. Do you think this will suit TV? Will it suit the fan base or will we just see a meaningless race followed by Helter Skelter?
0: Well, Tony touched on it before and I tended to agree with him. And, you know, what's the point really? Um, half time. Well, you know, it's a, it'll be a mad scamper. Or they get about 15 minutes to work on the cars and then they're back into it. Uh, I know we've tried this in other categories and uh, they basically have said uh, with an overnight stop uh, gap between the races that you've got 15 minutes to work on the cars. You can't touch them. We come back in the morning and go racing. I don't know if it proves anything. Maybe maybe it might be a good spectacle. We'll have to just wait and see.
2: Is it getting closer to the time where they throw up their hands and goes? Guys, really the 80s and 90s weren't so bad and we'll just qualify you, start you, where you finish you start again, where you finish you start again. And at the end of the weekend, we're going to say the winner is the first one across the line, Tony. It could well be,
5: but you know, I,
0: I stopped fighting City Hall about five years ago. Um, I think you, you've got to try things. I mean, there's no harm in trying things, and yeah. the, the formats that work you keep, the ones that don't, you find something to replace it with. Yeah.
5: You know, the, the, the formats that used to work well um, along the race and all well, suited those cars, so maybe these, um, you know, cars are, are not quite as strong at this stage. I mean, you know, we still have to face the fact that uh, the Albans uh, TransAxle has had some problems, not in some animal problems, and they're able to uh, run for a long time covering country in desert races and things like that. But the bottom line is that those things don't run into concrete walls. They don't bang into each other, um, nor do sports cars on 24-hour races where they run transaxles. These things are not as strong in the rear end, and that's been demonstrated. And the whole back end of these cars isn't built strong. They, They, a number of times, you know, Dave Reynolds, when he hit the wall at Turn 8 in Adelaide, He said he didn't even break the mirror on the left-hand side, and yet the back end of the car had too much damage to continue. You know, he just tapped it lightly. So, you know, these shorter formats could help in the the short term. Hmm.
2: But 15 minutes isn't going to be enough time, Gary, to repair any major damage. So if you're out of the first race because of an incident, you're probably not going to start in the next one.
0: Well, it depends if they can get your car back. Um, If it's a safety car and they get your car back to park Fermi, I I don't know. Will you be allowed to work on it up until the start of the second race or or will it have to stay there until the first race is over and and you get your 15 minutes to work on it?
5: Oh, there was still that magic picture in Adelaide when there was going to be one race split by uh, a 12-hour break overnight. There was that magic moment when Cochrane was running around saying, you can work on the cars, guys. You can work on the cars when they realise that Dick Johnson and Larry Perkins were going to be out with both having engine failures. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it exactly. was a magic
5: moment. There's no doubt about
2: that. Mm. Yeah. And, and of course, they were almost had the cars in the transporter on that night, Tony. Yeah,
0: yeah, indeed. <laughs> and and that and and if there's a lot of a lot of first race in, incidents on the Saturday. Um, You know, you might not have virtually any status for the second one. You
2: don't know. Guys, we need to talk about Tasmania a little bit more because uh, they've got Microsoft on board. And, of of course, that is a a V8 supercar event. And, obviously, V8 supercars are are starting to uh, rebuild their uh, sponsorship base, which we saw get knocked around pretty big over the last, well, definitely over the last 12 to 18 months
0: a facetious amongst us might say that let's hope the race winning goes better than their operating system but uh, <laughs> I don't think we'd better go down that path of course No, because then right. someone so, says
2: uh, why, well, will you get there if you're using your Apple Maps? <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, no, Windows, Windows 7 and 8, uh, well I don't know much about 8 but Windows 7 seems to be a fairly good system so <laughs> we'll give well, the benefit of the doubt on that one The good thing is that, uh, obviously,
5: Microsoft and their marketing department have decided that there are some males and females out there who uh, buy technology, need technology, and uh, V8 could reach them. Hmm. So that's a good thing, because obviously, um, you know, the category needs to establish a pattern as to an audience.
2: The the, uh, product is, of course, Office 365, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. If uh, they start uh, trying to push that three six five on us and, and tell us that the race is three six five kilometers when uh, we've already got a published distance,
0: is that the number of days in the year or something? I'm not sure what that one is.
2: Well, it's confusing too when it's up against Norton three sixty. <laughs> 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 Guys, with the Easter break upon us, we I want to talk. To you about should Holden rebadge rebadge the Chevy for Austin? Should they? Oh, sorry. Should Holden badge the some of their cars as Chevys for Austin?
5: I Wouldn't think no, I think it'll be fantastic. Yeah, I think it'd be a great move. Mm. That's a really great move. And and if for no other reason than get get across to a few of the Yanks um, that these cars were made in Australia, they might be badged as Chevys, but they're made by Holden. Mm. Um, I listened to a number of. Uh, America's finest in NASCAR, talking about what a fine-looking car this Chevy SS is. And, you know, it's so obviously a Chevy. Yeah, all right. Yeah,
0: right, okay. So obviously a Chevy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the yeah. engine was made there, you know. Yeah, and I, I agree with Tony. I, I think it's a good move. Um, it'll showcase that it, it is an Aussie car, even though it's got an American badge on it.
2: It's going to be uh, interesting. We haven't we haven't seen them rebrand a car since, what, China? I think they had a Buick out there and Chevy and that, somewhere else. That was one of the
5: great failures of all time. And, in fact, probably led to um, HSV um, departing the scene as a sponsor <laughs> of the Kelly-owned uh, company. And the interesting thing was the very next round, when uh, I believe Walkinshaws were told to give the uh, two Kelly cars, the setup, up the HSVs, back being HSVs again in Darwin, when they were both on the podium, from being rear of greed in Shanghai, next round, they're both on the front on the podium. Mm.
0: Yeah.
5: Extraordinary times.
0: And it's interesting that they, they, they would do that exercise in China and not in the Middle East, where, where you can actually buy a Chevy Lumina, which is a, yeah, a Holden yeah. Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin
5: Whale might have uh, very strong memories of those Buicks, because I... Think he told uh, told them never bring those cars back here and try to
2: sell them it's something they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. And uh, as we head through this Easter break, I hope you have uh, a very safe time, and look forward to uh, seeing you at the racetrack very soon. We've got uh, uh, well, we've got a great presentation going on down there in Tassie on Saturday night too, Tony. When uh, Barry Oliver will receive his. Uh, V8 Media Hall of Fame certificate. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to that. He's
5: a wonderful man, and uh, it should be great.
2: Are you coming down for us? I will be there. I've got to bring the certificate. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'll miss that one, but um, I'll be at the Barbagello round, and please pass on my best to Barry when you see him... uh And my congratulations
2: to him as well. Well, it's uh, the white flag lap up next with V8 Supercars main game's newest winner,
1: Scott McLaughlin. I hope you stay with us. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi,
4: I'm Jonathan Webb from Techno Auto Sports. And you're listening to V8 Insights.
2: On this week's White Flag Lap brought to you by Fujitsu, Australia's leading heir. Scott McLaughlin won his first main game race at the Australian Grand Prix Supports and I asked him if it was surreal to have done it so quickly after stepping up into the top level series.
4: Um, no, it's a big thing for me. You know, it's um, something that's happened um, quite quickly but I don't really want it to stop now. I just want to keep it rolling. So The car's good, the team's good and um, you know, I feel like I'd been
2: driving the best i ever have the for the team it was that sweet and sour feeling unfortunately alex gets tagged in race one and has to sit out and by the end of the weekend you've got a trophy in your or you've got a victory in your hand and uh it, it i guess it makes repairing alex's car a bit easier because they know that they're on the right track
4: yeah for sure you know it's um yeah it, it, it's a lot makes it a lot easier knowing that we've got a fast car there and um You know, even with Alex on the track when he was racing, he was still fast as well. So to have two cars and a good package going um, there is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, everyone at GRM is working really hard and the car's already fixed for Alex. So it's back to putting that together at the moment and, um, you know, pushing on to Tazi, which I'm sure will be a good round for us.
2: Now, your experience in Tasmania at the Simmons Plains track, what have you done there before?
4: I've never done, I've never even been there before. So, um, yeah, it'll be an eye opener. I don't know for me, for sure.
2: Now we talked about you in the simulators, uh, banging around laps, uh, learning tracks. Have you have you got Simmons planes for the sim?
4: Yeah, yep. No, I've uh, already been banging around on the lap um, on the sim already, so um, having a bit of fun and then also just learning the track. And I've got a lot of footage and data there from my engineer Richard Holloway, so that's uh, all helping.
2: Do you the short laps when they're under a minute? do they make it a more intense driving experience than when you get onto the Grand Prix circuit that takes, you know, an eternity by uh, comparison?
4: Yeah, I, I definitely. I, I think it's um, it's a lot tougher. Um, and also the field's a lot closer as well, obviously. You know, if you're about two-tenths of the pace, you could be in 20th. So... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough, but also it's what we sort of live for. It's what we want to race. We want to be close and um, be intense. And um, yeah, it's definitely a lot more intense a short track compared to a long track. But I certainly I prefer um, the short tracks to be honest.
2: Mm. Now, Gary always has markers and things he'll do when his drivers win a race. Does he? Does he claim the Grand Prix event even though it's not a? It's not a championship round. Is now having to uh, pay up on those on those promises.
4: Um, yeah, he was stoked the other day. Um, you know, he he uh, almost looked like he was crying, but he wasn't crying. He's a tough man. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I haven't. I've, I've only received a well done. I haven't got anything yet. So. I, um I'm, I'm I'm just happy I've, I've um I've got a win to my name and I, I'll count that I I don't care if it's championship or not I'm, everyone was going hard I don't care what anyone says so I'm uh yeah pretty stoked mm.
2: now uh, obviously we get through Simmons Plains and you go home to uh Pukukaui. that is going to be uh, an extra pressure now that there'll be expectation that you're going to be up the front because the cars have been running so well
4: yeah it's definitely going to be great, you know. Being in front of the home home fans for the first time is going to be awesome, and hopefully we get a, a good show in there of Kiwi Kiwi, Kiwi fans. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I've got all my family over there as well, so um, it's that's just going to be fantastic. So I've always been dreamed of uh, racing racing at Pukekohe, um, like my hero Murph. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty uh, stoked and looking forward to um, what what leads ahead.
2: Well, obviously, you love the Melbourne Grand Prix circuit now and can't wait to get back there next year. Yeah, it's
4: awesome. I just wish it was for
2: points. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, always a pleasure to talk to you, and we wish all the best as you head down to Simmons Plains in a few weeks' time.
4: Yeah, thanks,
2: mate. My thanks to Scott McLaughlin, Tony Whitlock and Gary O'Brien as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now.
1: Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.